Informed consent, getting to yes, is editorially independent content supported with advertising by Johnson & Johnson Vision. Welcome to the Informed Consent, Getting to Yes podcast. I'm Marguerite McDonald of Ophthalmic Consultants of Long Island in Lindbergh, New York. And on this podcast, I discuss with leading ophthalmologists and eye surgeons the fair and balanced language they use with patients to get them to say yes to the recommended treatment, particularly when premium service options may serve the patient best. This episode is about premium IOLs. More than anything, my goal is to help patients understand uh, what's available, what it does do, what it doesn't do. Um, my goal is not to necessarily get them to yes, it's to get them to say yes, I understand, and this is what I want. That's Dr. John Hovanasian. He's a partner at Harvard Eye Associates in Laguna Hills, California. He's also a clinical professor of ophthalmology at UCLA's Jules Stein Eye Institute. He also helped develop MD Backline, a software platform for ophthalmology practices. We work with three pillars, basically. So we want to educate our patients, we want to communicate with them effectively, and we want to make recommendations that we think are in their best interest. And that's Dr. Lisa Nijim, the founder and medical director of Warrenville Eye Care and LASIK in Warrenville, Illinois, a suburb in western Chicago. She's also an assistant clinical professor of ophthalmology at the University of Illinois Eye and Ear Infirmary. I do uh, comprehensive ophthalmology and I'm a corneal specialist, uh, so I do um, complex cataracts, I do refractive surgery, I do corneal transplants, uh, and as such I get a wide variety of patients and I get a lot of patients who are uh, interested in having premium IOLs. So I'm uh, fortunate that I get to see a lot of pathology. We get to take care of a lot of patients who are looking for uh, having the latest technology lenses implanted to get them uh, to be able to see as best they can. Do you find that a lot of people show up having googled this subject and they know a lot or do most of the patients show up knowing pretty much nothing about cataract surgery? Dr. Google is prevalent in practice uh, nowadays. Yes, uh, a lot of patients come in with having had either looked up uh, about cataract surgery and about uh, some of the different lens options online, or they've heard it from their um, colleagues through social media or even neighbors. It really varies. Patients do have a variety of sort of levels of understanding. You know, those who have friends who <clears throat> went through recent surgery, they they understand more. Some come in not knowing the first thing about cataract surgery. In fact, most of our patients don't know a lot about what to expect. One thing we know uh, from studies of this is that 80% of patients, and this is everywhere in the country, when they understand what, a, what the premium options are, they are interested in paying extra to have better vision. And so, you know, to me, it's just a matter of helping them understand it. A friend of mine said that people don't want to be sold to, but they do want to buy. And so um, we don't need to do any selling at all. What is the old marketing slogans that you need to hear something three times before it really sinks in? So part of what we try to do to get, to get them to yes, but to really get them to yes when they're the best candidate for it, uh, is to educate them early in the process about their options for cataract surgery. To me, the process is just like it is for explaining the risk of a retinal detachment when I'm talking about cataract surgery. It is no less part of the physician-patient relationship than that. 
And the conversation sounds the same way. Just as I described to a patient, there's risks with every surgery, and here's what you need to know. I, I tell them that we have uh, options for correcting your vision at the same time as surgery, and whatever lens we use for you is going to set your vision for the rest of your life, and you're going to be looking through it. There's no product you'll ever buy that is uh, going to be more that you're going to use more. You'll literally take your lens implant to your grave. So here's here's some of the things to think about. And you decide what's important, and I'm happy to do your surgery any way you like. When people understand that it's an important conversation, they are better equipped to make a, a decision that's more well thought out. When I first discuss cataracts with patients, and it's something that they may be thinking about in the next even 6 to 12 months, I will have a brief discussion that there are a lot of different options for lenses at this point. And my staff gives them educational material on it. We have a really nice educational brochure that has the different lens options in it explained in layman's terms for them to be able to review. Because I think it's really important for patients to uh, have the education to be able to understand and ask informed questions uh, of their doctor to be able to really make an informed decision that this is best for them. And the earlier in the process that you can start that, with help from your staff and your referring providers uh, can really make the difference. So they come back, they've gotten your brochure six or 12 months ago, and now they're back. And they're actually a pretty good candidate. So do you, do you, uh, do you use videos to sort of review what they can expect? Do you use, uh, do you, you have your own materials or do you use a combination of what industry has and what you've devised on your own? I use a combination of what industry has provided as well as materials that we have developed on our own. And uh, I like explaining to patients myself uh, just what the, the different options are. And then if they, and then that provides them a good understanding. I like to make the recommendation to them once I've had an understanding of what their expectations are and what they're looking for of which lens that I think will match what they're looking for uh, closest. Uh, I also think it's a good opportunity to explain the risks and benefits of the option that's, that they're choosing and uh, really set the preoperative expectations appropriately for what to expect postoperatively, which, as we all know, is, is uh, the best way to achieve, hopefully, a, a good patient experience all the way around. We use a system that we actually created that um, is now available to practices everywhere that's called MD Backline. So the way MD Backline works is that before the patient comes in, they receive this information. And then when they're in the office, we have their responses in front of us as to what you know visual needs they have and desires they have. Uh, and then our staff and we surgeons can educate them in a much more streamlined way about what to expect. When you think about it, a patient coming into your office it's a very intimidating process to think about, oh my gosh, my vision's not good. I know I need to do something, but I'm going to have a big surgery that's going to put me through risk. And now I've got to make a, a, a high dollar decision on these implants. It's just overwhelming for patient population who is average age 70 and many of them much older than that. So if we can break it into steps for them, we make it easier. The other thing that this does is, um, follows up with patients after they've had surgery. Um, Marguerite, I'm sure you found in your practice that you know happy patients tell three friends, but unhappy people will tell 10 people. <laughs> we want to know who those potentially unhappy patients are. And so we 
contact them all about a month after surgery and ask whether they're satisfied, ask if they're seeing the way they expect. Uh, it turns out the majority are very happy, and when they say they're happy, we do a couple things. One, we, we invite them to go to the online review sites and fill in you know information uh, that shares with the public how they feel. We also share that with our staff. So every week our staff gets an email that has all of that week's positive comments that came in from patients. So it's very motivating to the staff who, you know, our tendency is to focus on the unhappy patients, but the truth is the majority have great things to say about us and about our care. And so reminding our staff of that is really valuable. We're a little bit old school as far as that goes, but we will distribute uh, patient satisfaction surveys in office, you know, on a semi-annual basis uh, to keep back. And when we get good quotes um, from patients that, uh, you know, can really describe their experience, uh, we include that in our marketing materials. We also ask patients to leave their honest feedback uh, when they have had a great experience to be able to share with other patients uh, so that they know if they're looking to have premium IOL cataract surgery, uh, that they can look towards us to provide that care. Do you find that it ever helps to say, you know, Mrs. Smith, you told us your intermediate computer vision was absolutely number one. That's what you told us before surgery. Does it ever help to gently remind people of what they asked for? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, through the whole process, right, to talk about what they want, because this is all about, and I, I tell the patients that, you know, the most important thing to me is that you're happy with the result you got. Knowing what is important to the patient and what they're sensitive to, I think is enormously helpful. Preparing them by giving, you know, learning material to them in multiple formats is really helpful because some people are not auditory, auditory learners, uh, you know, many are visual, and so we can share information that's very specific to what we recommended that they can review in their own terms and in their own way. Um, and we, we get them to verify that they've viewed the material and that they understood it. So we have a written documentation of that as well uh, through, that's through the electronic system, through MD Backline. Suppose somebody's sort of thinking about cataract surgery, but it's not imminent and you give them a brochure but when they finally make up their mind a year later, you find they have too much ocular surface disease for, a, um, you know, say, an EDOF or whatever. Do you ever find that they say, oh, my heart is broken. I thought I could have it because it's in your brochure. Or, or, or do you find that they accept the guidance uh, from you? Like, you know what? It is an option out there for most people, not so much for you. What I normally tell them when we hand the brochure early on is that these are your options. What I will do is when you return for the cataract evaluation, I will evaluate you to see what your best option is at that time. And sometimes if it's something that they can, you know, it, it'll take time. We can do something to enhance ocular surface or repair the ocular surface and make them a candidate for a premium cataract surgery. Then then I'll explain. It's not, it's a, not always an easy conversation. You bring up a hugely important topic because... The biggest barrier to success with premium lenses, I'm convinced, is ocular surface disease. It's the most common issue. It's, it affects, what, 85% of our cataract patients. So we're failing from the start if, in 85% of our patients if we don't at least evaluate their ocular surface. Uh, so for us, it depends upon how severe it is. We're actually doing a study right now with, uh, with Zydra 
where we showed that just four weeks of treatment with Zydra alters the accuracy of the pre-surgical biometry. So we did biometry before and after uh, treating for four weeks with Zydra. And then we did surgery and measured the refractive outcome and went back at the, to the biometry and said, okay, which one was more predictive? The one before we treated their dry eye or the one after? And we found there was a, a clear statistically significant uh, benefit, refractive accuracy benefit, from using Zydro. It also reduces significantly higher order aberrations in the cornea. And I, I was really surprised at, at how dramatic the effect was. Uh, but it, it makes sense. You have a good treatment for dry eye if you employ it. And of course, other treatments should work too. Uh, you you make the surgery more accurate. I think usually when people understand that you're trying to do this to get them the best outcome from their time cataract surgery, uh, they are amenable to being patient uh, to improve the surface. If they're not a candidate, then I explain to them that I'm making this recommendation that they're not a candidate because I'm looking out for their best interests and I want them to come from this procedure and this if they're not a candidate, they're not going to have a great outcome. I couldn't agree more. Thank you both so much, Dr. John Hovanasian and Dr. Lisa Nijin, for sharing your insights and experience. Any final thoughts? I would argue that if you if you want to call yourself a premium lens center of excellence, then you better also be a dry eye center of excellence, meaning you take it seriously, you run toward the dry eye and not away from it. I do think a part of the education process involves really educating your referring providers uh, on what lens options you can offer to patients. I have done talks for optometrists explaining to them uh, about dif the different premium IOLs uh, so that they're able to, because oftentimes they're the first ones having that discussion with the patient. And so the more they understand about what type of lens options that patients have that I am able to to give the patients at the time of surgery, the better off the patient can receive that education from multiple sources and hopefully ask the appropriate questions to help, help them get to that decision that will lead to a great experience. Thanks again, Lisa and John, and thank you out there for listening to Informed Consent, Getting to Yes. Informed Consent, Getting to Yes, is editorially independent content supported with advertising by Johnson & Johnson Vision.